0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Hello and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Joining me is Bilkis Hijas, dance producer. Thank you for joining me today, Bilkis. Thanks eh, Sharmina, Always great to be here. So we're going to split the show up today into um two different dance-related things. Um first we're going to talk about a movement slash visual arts project called Um Skin to Nature by Suki Yi and Ryan Oi. And then we're going to spend the second half of the show reviewing Decare Through the Lenses by ASK Dance Company. Just to say both are dance videos, so you can actually watch them at your leisure at home. They're available on YouTube, on Facebook. So yes, let's start with uh, Suki's Skin to Nature, which is a visually really interesting project. Essentially, it involves um, Suki, who is a dancer, um, having sort of all of these I suppose, basically being painted with leaves or, or, or grass and so on, and then moving amongst, well, literally in nature.
0: Yes, in a green environment. So you see her body, she's wearing sort of a skinned, toned leotard, um, moving slowly through the trees. And then there are these various close up shots of her face painted to look like a leaf or her hands painted to look like leaves. Um, And in one really striking shot, I felt she's um, got petals stuck all over her face and also petals on her fingers. And she's got uh, a red manicure, which also looks like petals. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a real blurring of the, the idea of what is natural and what is human. It's really visually quite impressive,
1: I found. Yes. And I think the, the visuals are really the strength of it. And and they've also spun it off into a photo series, which you can find on um, their various Instagram accounts and Facebook as well. So um, I, think, I think the visual impact of it is really the strongest thing that comes across. And because it's not a very long video, it's a nice, interesting, it makes me feel maybe A little bit of the outdoors that I haven't been getting enough of lately. Um, it, It made me feel the way I suppose I would feel if I were out there communing in nature.
0: Yeah, you can hear the birds singing in the background. I don't think there's really much of a soundtrack. And yeah, it's only five minutes long. So you get this kind of brief, pleasant, enjoyable feeling of a jaunt through nature. But I think what they were trying to bring out is that interplay between ideas of what is natural and what is artificial, And why, if we do, why do we classify humans uh, as always somewhat distinct from nature and not part of nature? And I felt like the video and the photo series played with that quite well, um, in some ways being quite artificial, quite visibly artificial. So some of the paint on the skin was not intended to look uh, realistic, to look like a natural texture. And some of it really was intended to look realistic. Um, so there was that interplay sort of back and forth between, oh, that we're being deliberately artificial here. And, and now we're deliberately trying to blend into a sense of nature, um, which I thought that play was quite clever
1: as well. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I mean, the title kind of beckons in that direction as well, Skin to Nature. Um, I like that idea of how much the skin and painting on skin kind of Sometimes faded into the background to the point where it becomes a part of the landscape. And then at other times, um, both her, um, the the way she looks, her movements are not at all a part of what's happening around her as well. Um, I found it interesting how this was also mirrored in the movement, because some of the movements were very much inspired by um, the swaying of trees or um, the way streams might move, or it, it sort of goes with the sound of the birds that you're hearing in the background. And then at other times, it feels like she's a little bit of an intruder in a space and all of that I think that contrast between nature and artificial the contrast between what is um, natural and what is um, almost created I enjoyed that very much this is also something that um, works very well as a video
0: Mm. I actually felt the opposite I felt like it works better as a series of images Um, Ah, and I didn't feel like the video necessarily brought that much more to it to me than the images did I didn't feel particularly inspired by the movement itself and that the movement added another dimension distinct from what was already presented in the static images themselves although there was a lovely moment where Suki has her face painted in sort of shades of brown and kind of contour lines and um the it's a very close-up shot of her face pressed against it looks like it's pressed against but probably just behind a very rough tree trunk and she's scrunching her face up and down different parts of her face and it sort of looks like if you could imagine her face being a snail and her snail face moving slowly up and down (laughs) the bark i thought that was an effective movement moment but otherwise i felt that the movement itself was sort of unconsidered and slightly throw away. Um, the point of having the body in the environment was already made with the photos, and I didn't feel that the video itself really made much more of an impact.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Um, I enjoyed the photos very much. Um, I, I did kind of spend a fair amount of time looking through them on um, Instagram. But for me, the I think it was the element of sound, one, the the actual sound of the nature Um and the element of movement in nature itself, which helped um, because obviously the photos are still. So you get very strong, visually arresting images. But for me, watching those images kind of form and then unform in the video was very, um, I, I think it felt kind of hypnotic. It felt a little bit magical. Um, I think I enjoyed that. It created a, a sort of fantastical layer uh, that, maybe the photos didn't quite capture so the photos felt to me like art like canvases or photographs um, whereas this felt a little bit more like storytelling in some ways
0: yeah well I think Suki's got a lot of experience
1: working with photographers
0: and also she has worked a a lot with her own dance film projects most of which are quite um, quite small and again in collaboration with other artists both local artists and artists around the world um, so it's interesting to see her bring this perspective to the project and also interesting to see these other artists who I wasn't, uh, familiar with, um, Carmen Xia and Ryan Ui, uh, working and, and it seems to be a quite a productive, um, collaboration. So hopefully they will continue to work together in some ways, although I, I'm aware that Suki will be leaving the country. I think shortly, so I'm not sure how long we will have her in Penang. But hopefully, at some point,
1: it's. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned the collaborators because I think the, particularly with the with the video, the we talked a lot about the visuals and and their great Kamencha's, Um paintings on Suki's skin is is beautiful. I wanted to um, give some some credit uh, to the videographer who, uh, who who shot the video, because I felt like um, it was very important for us to feel intimate in this. And the camera definitely does that. Um, I, I loved the intimacy and unobtrusive, but also fairly distinct point of view that the camera brought to all of this, because I think without that, you're right, that the to me, the movement would have felt not necessarily the the, the biggest impact in the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's nice that you bring up that idea of intimacy. I hadn't really thought of that. But yeah, often the camera is extremely close and you get this great feeling of skin sort of filling the entire screen, which I think is also something that we're missing in this pandemic age, of course. We don't get as close to people as we used to and we might like to. And it's lovely to have that feeling of real organic um, skin closeness.
1: I think one of the... Interesting things that the pandemic has done, particularly with dance for me, is, um, you're seeing a lot of dancers here experimenting with how they present their works, um, with form and with format. And, and this is an example of something that I think, uh, in many ways could be a lot more relatable than asking someone to go attend a dance performance. And, and I think that's one of the things that I found over the last year that I've suddenly found it much easier to share dance works with people who, wouldn't typically be interested in watching a dance performance live?
0: Yeah, they're much more accessible. And also because they're short, um, they are much easier for people to digest. And I think also in many ways, people are willing to accept a certain degree of nonlinear narrative in digital works. We have been primed for it to be okay for things to jump from one idea to another. You know, MTV little music videos 30 years ago were already creating this sort of cacophony of images that they would throw at you. And you somehow had to find your way as an audience member through all of those images. And you didn't find didn't feel that it was confusing mm. or you were lost. But often people who watch contemporary dance live report feeling that oh I didn't know what was going on and so I I felt shut out by it. Whereas when we watch digital products, we, we have much less pressure to know what's going on in that same kind of a way. So I think in that way, contemporary dance may communicate digitally better um, or communicate better to our expectations of what digital medium is rather than seeing it live on stage, which would be kind of ironic for a live art form. <laughs>
1: We've been talking about Suki Yi's, um, dance video. Well, movement video, I think is more fair to say, uh, called Skin to Nature. Uh, it's a collaboration with visual artist Carmen Chia and videographer, photographer Ryan Oi. And you can watch that video on uh, Suki's YouTube channel. You can also look them up on Facebook or Instagram. The photo series is also available there. And coming up, we'll be discussing a different dance video, ASK Dance Company's Decared Through the Lenses. But let us know, um, have you been watching more dance online over the course of the last year? You can WhatsApp us, 18 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Be free-minded, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, join presented with Chindana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And I'm joined today by dance producer Bilkis Hijas. And we are reviewing two different dance videos. Earlier, we spoke about Suki Yi's Skin to Nature. And now we're going to be talking about ASK Dance Company's latest offering. It's called Dicker Through the Lenses. And you can watch both those videos on their social media channels. Um, Dicker Through the Lenses actually just premiered last week. It is actually what it sounds like. It's literally an interpretation of Dikir Bharat, uh, but performed through various kinds of screens and you consume it on a screen as well.
0: Yeah, it's a derivation of a live contemporary dance piece that was actually performed in 2015, um, which was called Just Dikir and choreographed by Ratsiman Sarbini. I was actually the producer of that production in which there were 25 dancers on the enormous stage of uh, Auditorium DBKL. Um, And they do, they're wearing sarongs and T-shirts and they do this very um, staccato, repeated set of movements to extremely percussive score. Uh, And there's also a figure of a person standing on a chair and um, this person rotates during the course of the dance so that there's often a different person who's suddenly standing on the chair in a, in a sort of authoritarian figure, whereas everyone else is kind of on the same level on the ground, mostly a lot of sitting um, and doing these repetitive movements to this, this very percussive score. So it was interesting for me to see this digital adaptation of the work, which has been directed by um, Zulkainan Zubir, who is one of the members of uh, ASK Dance Company in which instead of seeing all of the 25 dancers together in the same space each of the dancers is given their own little frame within the video so i think there are 13 dancers altogether but sometimes of course they multiply them so you have 26 you know performers at one point with each in their little white box uh, in
1: the video, um, yeah. so it's
0: quite a different effect from the live performance.
1: It's a it's it's basically you see a grid of frames on your screen. Sometimes you get just a few, um, and then that figure of the person standing in the middle. Visually, it's very arresting. I have to say, I I watched it you know, on my TV, and. It's great. It looks great. The sameness of the white t-shirts with the contrast of the multicolored sarongs oh, that they oh, wear. Really um, I, I never watched the staged version of this performance, but certainly as a video, visually it works really well. Um, again, one of those things that I can easily imagine telling people to watch just because of how energetic it is and how visually interesting it is. Um, I think the format also forgives a lot of the, I'm not going to say flaws, but it forgives the choreography. It allows the choreography to not have to be too complex um, because you're sort of, your eyes are just like darting across the screen to so many things.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's only eight minutes long and um, there's a lot of kind of patterning and repetitive movement, which of course is characteristic of Dicky as an art form itself. But this is an extremely contemporized version of it. Um, I would say it has more to connect to sort of German and European contemporary dance forms in a really formal application of repetition of uh, movement phrases than it perhaps does to Dikir itself. And the, the music that it is um, performed to is also not uh, traditional Dikir music or singing. Uh, but I, of course, can't help watching it without thinking about the live version, because I've seen the live version in various iterations many, many times. And it's a very, very powerful piece, mostly because you have this enormous mass of people on stage doing the same thing at the same time in this sort of like stomping, driving atmosphere. And I felt that the digital version, while it looked slick um, and it was definitely entertaining, kind of missed that overwhelming sense of bodies in the same space and finally in the last few frames of the, the video um the camera sort of pans out and you get more of the dancers in the same space at the same time just sort of tantalizingly brief at the end of the video and for me that was the moment when I felt oh no there it is there's that original work which is so powerful and then and then it's the end um, and I guess it's climactic for the video, but it also
1: made me miss the live version. <laughs> so that's so interesting. I mean, I can completely imagine how how impressive this would have looked in person. And um, I agree that this is something that while the slickness of how it's presented digitally and um, how nice it looks on screen is one of those that makes me wish that I could have caught the live one, which isn't a bad thing. It doesn't mean that the video in itself doesn't work. I think it just means that um, perhaps in contrast to what we said with our earlier um, you know earlier review when we were talking about Suki, there is still a, a, a strong case to be made for the liveness of many things. Um, the liveness of bodies in space uh, in spaces, the liveness of hearing, percussion heard live is so powerful. And I can imagine yeah. how much more powerful it would be, um, watching it accompanied by this group of, um, dancers. Um, in terms of introducing people to, um, what this form of dance might be or what it would look like, is this a good introduction, you think?
0: Yes, I think it's certainly better than nothing. And for many people, this will be the
1: only this, the
0: only form of this dance they will ever see. And that, of course, is the great appeal of the digital format, is that it can reach many, many more people over a much longer period of time than a very short run of dance live on stage. So many people, I think, will really enjoy this. And there's a lot to enjoy in the video. There's a lot of sort of TikTok era um, (laughs) digital (laughs) manipulation which happens, some of which I think is more uh, successful and effective than other moments. Sometimes I feel like the digital editor is kind of throwing all of the tools at their disposal uh, into the mix and just seeing what happens. But there's a lovely moment, I feel, when – because usually each each little frame, each – each little box in the grid is focusing on one dancer and that, and then you have like 26 of them or 13 of them or whatever. Uh, but there's a moment when the dancer in, the, in each box moves out of the frame or rolls out of the frame and another dancer from offstage yes. slides into the frame. And I thought that was a really clever usage of this very tight, formal uh, aspect of this, this work, which worked really well for me.
1: Interestingly, I think one of the parts I really enjoyed is um there's one distinct part where they just kind of zoom out completely. You just get one frame and you see the actual space that they're recording this in, complete with markers on the floor and the chair that the person is standing on. And it suddenly felt so lo-fi and, and hand, <laughs> handmade in comparison to everything else that you've been seeing in the video. And yeah. I found it sort of Cute and whimsical that they decided to include that because it suddenly reminded me that despite the slickness of what you're seeing and the extreme, extremely digital look of what you're seeing, um, these are real dancers and that they are doing this in a in a real space. And it kind of also got me thinking about the challenges of performing to a camera because these are essentially live performers who have now had to think about how to present what they do to a camera to an audience that's actually not there.
0: And also performing alone in the space, which I think is incredibly challenging. Usually this dance is performed, you know, in a huge group and it needs to be performed in a huge group because it's really very difficult movement to do. It requires great strength, great precision, and that's hard to drum up when you're doing it to a camera and especially if you're required to do it to a camera by yourself over and over again. And I think it's clear to me, anyway, watching the video, that some of the dancers, especially the less experienced ones, um, who may not, of course, have performed this work as many times before as well, are less able to capture the real oomph that is required by this movement, which is really not very easy to do, which in a kind of wide open space with everybody on stage, you can hide the less strong dancers at the back and nobody necessarily sees them and you've got everyone on stage and it's completely overwhelming, it becomes a completely different beast when you're videoing one dancer at a time.
1: We've been talking about Decare Through the Lenses, which is by ASK Dance Company. And you can watch that on their YouTube channel or on their Facebook page. Um, Bill Hijas has been with me today to review a couple of dance videos. So earlier we also spoke about Suki Yi's Skin to Nature. Wilkis, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Shamila. So let us know um, what are some of the different kinds of dance that you might have been consuming? Has it largely been online? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. This has been Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chandana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, follow Chandana on Facebook and Instagram.